Welcome to the Common Sense Connections app audio education series. We encourage you to listen carefully to the success and leadership principles discussed in this audio. They have enabled countless independent business owners just like you to build a successful business and have a full and balanced life. Well, folks, has today been awesome or what? What a phenomenal day. I'm going to try and be quick here and... Uh, I'll tell you what, being sandwiched in between two Libbies is a very uncomfortable place to be. Um, but I'm excited to be here with everybody today. I want to talk to you for just a few minutes about uh, a topic that I'm really excited about this week, and that is decision. And some of you know why. right? Napoleon Hill said, accurate analysis of over 25,000 men and women who had experienced failure disclosed the fact that lack of decision was near the head of the list of the major causes of failure. This is no mere statement of theory, it is a fact. Think of that, 25,000 people who categorized their lives as failures. And he said, what was the major cause of failure? And head of the list, lack of decision. Now, I want to congratulate all of you just for being in the room today. You made a decision to be here, right? You've made a decision to be a part of this movement, of this cause that's still in its infancy. But I want to encourage you today, it's time to make another decision. It's time to make a bigger decision. It's time to make a very individual and personal decision for you. What are you going to do when you leave here today. In the, in the 1700s, people were flocking from all around the world to the New World, to the American continent. What, were, what was everybody coming here for? Opportunity, right? They all wanted opportunity. They were willing to die trying to get here. It didn't matter. They were sick and tired of being sick and tired wherever they were. And it was a huge unknown. It was a great risk in every way, physically, financially, spiritually, every way. They made huge risks, but they chose to come just for the opportunity to pursue a dream. That's all it was, an opportunity, a chance. Folks, today, do you realize people are coming to America? They're flocking here from every country around the world at great personal risk. And what are they pursuing? Opportunity. The chance at freedom. It's the last place on planet Earth to flock to. Now, when they got here, what happened? It wasn't all roses, right? So in the late 1700s, when they were being taxed by the countries they fled to try and find opportunity, a few people decided, you know what, we've had enough. And they decided to fight back. Right? What, what happened when they decided to fight back? They met massive opposition, right? And there, was a lot, there were a lot of people that were saying, you know what, we just need to pay our taxes. We just need to get along. We just need to make it all work. But a few people stood up. Notice it's not the masses. The masses didn't stand up. A few people stood up and said, you know what, we've had enough. We're not going to do this anymore. Specifically, Samuel Adams and John Hancock caused a great stir. Not only did they stand up, they decided to recruit other people to stand up 
and they got a contingency moving that said, you know what, we're not doing this anymore. We're going to fight back. We're going to make a stand. And so what was the governor's response? He went to Samuel Adams and he said, listen, this you got to stop this little thing you have going on. It's causing a lot of grief. King Henry's not too happy about it. But here's what we're willing to do. We're going to make your life really comfortable. We're willing to give you a pardon. Not only a pardon, we're willing to give you some money. We're going to let you have power and prestige in, in the province. We're going to make you a hero. All you have to do is just knock it off. Just go with the flow. Come be a part of the club. Let us make life easy. Let us make life comfortable. And what did he say? He said, you can go back and tell the governor that I've made my peace with the king of kings and he should no longer exasperate a tired people. Something to that effect. What did that spark? The, the, the governor came and said, look, everybody. So he couldn't get the leader, so what did he do? He went to the masses and he said, listen, we'll pardon all of you. You've all done treasonous acts. But if you'll just go back to work and pay your tax, we'll forget all this stuff ever happened except for Samuel Adams and John Hancock. Right? So what did those two men do? They called the Continental Congress. They said, hey, let's get people from all the provinces together. They got them in a room in Philadelphia, and what did they do? They locked them in there. So everybody locked the doors. We're going to lock all of you in here today. <laughs> they locked them in that room, and they said, look, we have to declare our independence. Now, did everyone agree? Did everyone in the room say, hey, we're all on board? No, they argued for days. They argued for days and days and said, no, 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 we don't need to go to this length. We're all going to get killed. You know, there's got to be some other way. There's got to be some other solution. And what does he eventually say? Uh, in that assembly, Richard Henry Lee rose to the cause as well. And uh, Lee finally, he makes a plea to everybody and says, look, we have to end our political connection to Great Britain. And uh, they keep debating it and debating it. And finally, he stands up and says, Mr. President, we've discussed this issue for days. It's the only course for us to follow. Why then, sir, do we longer delay? Why still deliberate? Let this happy day give birth to an American republic. Let her arise not to devastate or to conquer, but to reestablish the reign of peace and of law. The eyes of Europe are fixed upon us. She demands of us a living example of freedom. It's over 250 years ago, folks, and I submit we're still fighting for that same freedom today. This is a long enduring experiment. It's not a battle that was won 250 years ago. It's not a battle that was won 50 years after that. It's not a battle that was won in World War I or World War II. It's not a battle that will ever end. Because as long as there are people seeking freedom, there will be people seeking to take it away. Right? And our opportunity, I love what we've been fed today from each and every speaker who participated. Our opportunity is a very individual one for us to make a decision today. 
what are you going to do for you and your family? There are people swimming and crawling and flying and bleeding and dying to get here, to have what we take for granted every single day. And we have a chance to wake up any day and make that decision. Enough's enough. I'm not doing it anymore the way I've done it up till now. We heard from Richard talking about the day he made that decision, him and Carol, and how quickly everything in their lives changed. We've heard from the Libbies about when they made that decision, I'm not doing this anymore. We've heard Eddie Freeman share the story of living in a three-bed room and saying, I will not let this be the legacy that I leave for my two kids. Anybody who's ever achieved something great in life, there came a point in time where they had a day where they said, this is it. And they made a decision that they never turned back from from that day moving forward. You know, in 2019, um, I'll never forget the first time Richard said to me, we need to create something different. And I thought, you can have it. I want no part of it. I've spent 20 years telling people I never want to own a conventional business again. I never want to be a part of one. I never want to. All I want is the opportunity to build a business that will last. I want to develop residual income. And Richard's pretty persistent, right? And I kept thinking this will fade away because certainly he'll come to the realization you know, we're distributors. We're not CEOs or CFOs, right? I'll never forget, the more I warmed up to it, the fear I had inside of thinking, you know what? If we actually decide to do this, I'm going to have to learn things I do not want to know. I'm going to have to experience a lot of things I don't want to experience. And... But the farther we got, the more I realized if we don't create something different, there's no potential for a different ending than what we've already experienced. And I did not like the endings I had been through up till that point. So I remember some long conversations with Sarah because um, I knew it was going to change the way our family had functioned up till that point dramatically. And she just said, whatever you want to do, I'll support you 100%. And, you know, I've had a lot of ups and downs and different things in life, like all of us. There's one person that has always had my back, always, my whole life. And that's an angel of a little sister that God gave me. And I remember calling Misty and saying, hey, would you? I knew I had to have somebody I could call at midnight and 6 in the morning and that would be willing to either tend kids or ship product or learn how to do events or do whatever had to be asked. And, you know, she was working really part-time. I'm like, hey, this will just be really part-time. <laughs> She's still wondering when a part-time week is going to happen in her life. <laughs> we all have those people. I know each and every one of you, you have the people in your life that when you decide, I'm going to make this decision, I'm going all in. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what challenges we come up to. The only option is get through it or die trying. 
You all have those people in your life. You have them in your upline. You have them in your downline. You have them in your family. You have them in your support community. And they mean the world to you, just like my people mean the world to me. But folks, when you make that decision, when you absolutely make the decision, like your life depends on it, because I will submit to you, the life you're dreaming of actually does depend on that level of a decision. There's only one way, and the only way is through. I remember telling Richard, look, he was telling me, look, I hate retirement. I'm done. I'm never doing that again. He had experienced it for three months, right? <laughs> Took him that long to go, this is not the life. And I remember we talked about it. And I said, if we do this, if we start, we're going to have to die doing this. Right? It's the only way to get it through. We can't, you can't build something and sell it. You can't build something and bring on investors. We want to create something that's by IBOs for IBOs with a board of IBOs that helps run the company. Not us long term, not, not us making decisions. We want you making decisions. We want there to be a board of people that make decisions just like those 56 people that signed their name and risk hanging from the gallows. They knew one thing. They were going to win or they were going to be hung. That was the only option. And they signed their name. And a famous painter I know wrote or painted a, a thing of Benjamin Franklin signing. And the painting's called The Old Man Wept. Maybe many of you have seen it. And they, he, he went in the journals. And as Benjamin Franklin signed his name, he wept. And he wasn't weeping because he was afraid of hanging. He was weeping because he knew the people in that room that day were giving people for generations ahead the opportunity to be free. They didn't give us freedom, folks. They gave us the opportunity to be free. Sadly, America has become a, a whole nation of volunteer slaves in a free land. That's what we are. We're volunteer slaves in a free land. Well, folks, from the book On Decision, Think You Grow Rich, Napoleon uh, quotes the greatest teacher of all time who said, I tell you further, if two of you agree upon the earth concerning anything for which you ask, it will come to you from my Father who is in heaven. People have asked me since September of 2019, or October of 2019, What's the game plan? When are you going to be done? Are you going to sell it? You know, you can do this for five or ten years. You're going to hurt a certain rank. And Richard and I have always had the same answer. You know, the, the exit plan for us is death. The exit plan for us is we want to do this for the rest of our lives. And when we will rest, for me personally, I'll tell you when I will rest. I'll rest right after we have that meal, Eddie Freeman, at the Bellagio, when once again you can fly in all your friends from all around the country to have a good time in West Palm Beach. I'll be done, Gary Libby, when you and Judy invite me to the cabin at the dam camp. I'll be done after, Tyler, we explore Europe together on motorcycles. I will rest after Jan Wims finds her 
luxurious condo with all the amenities that she wants to enjoy retirement in. I'll rest when Gio and Carol are experiencing the retirement that you deserve and that you desire. I'll rest, Gary, when you're finally done and when you can realize the seeds of greatness that God put inside you have more than atoned for all the sins of the past and you're finally living your true potential. That's when we will rest. That's when we will be done. This audio series was created to help you with personal development, professional development, and gaining the skills to build a sustainable business. While certainly no one can guarantee success, it is our hope that the principles and ideas discussed here will enable you to experience the thrill of accomplishment and offer your life greater significance and enjoyment. This is a copyrighted program. The purchase of the program is optional and any unauthorized reproduction or broadcast of this digital media without express written consent is strictly prohibited. All rights are reserved.